All right, this is Gary McIntyre here with an episode of Digital DBC. I'm here with Pastor Alan Jackson and John Hume. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the study that we've got coming up. It's Experiencing God, and we're all excited about it. Uh, why don't one of you tell me why this study and why now? Happy to answer that question, Gary. The study of Experiencing God has been around for uh, several decades at this point, but one for me that as I think about it, I still remember some of the realities and the principles that I learned from experiencing God, not just from the book, but how it related to scripture uh, through the life of Moses, through the life of Abraham and other things that I still pinpoint to my life now, the crisis of belief. For me, this, the study is important now. It's not a course that we're looking at. It's not a method of just here's seven different ways that we can understand how God is speaking to us and what God's will for our life is. It's an opportunity to recognize and understanding how God is speaking to us, how God speaks to us as we read his word, how the Holy Spirit interacts with us. I think it's important now. I think it's important now because as we are entering into a time of uh, even just big picture of searching for a senior pastor, if our people can be on the same page of understanding and recognizing God's voice, getting ourselves out of the way, but recognizing what he wants for us, I think that'll be important to uh, set up things in the future as we look at what it means to reach our community and our area for Christ, if we're all on the same page and hearing it, getting us out of the way, understanding what God wants, that's going to set us up great for things in the future. One of the things I really loved about this is that if you've done it before, that's great. If you've never done it before, uh, a lot of times in a study like this, you would look for steps or principles or core values And I love the way that it's stated. These are simply realities about how God works. And that's how God's going to work, whether or not we're on board, whether or not we're doing the study, whether or not we're uh, investigating what this this, uh, uh, vibrant, intimate relationship with God that then does impact our filter system for what is his will and what is not his will. Uh, that discernment, uh, I think, is impacted once we grasp the realities and don't try to look for there's seven steps to financial freedom or or eight principles that guide parenting. If I recall correctly from years ago when I did this study, the main idea behind it is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, find where God's working, join with him in doing that. Now, does the study help us identify where God is working, and does it then point us How does it tell us how to jump in where God is working? I think for me, and and, and here's where as a senior pastor, this is where my heart was for this study, is that we look for instructions that, that the first reality in the study is that God is always working around us. And now, rather than looking for uh, a specific uh, skywriting, we learn that he he instructs us through the Bible. He instructs us through our community of faith. He instructs us through circumstances. He instructs us through prayer. He instructs us through the Holy Spirit that, that rather than uh, us looking for a prescribed answer to a prayer, we're simply trying to observe God's activity. So what is it about this study that might set it apart from other studies that we've done in the past? Well, John and I have both been in education for a lot of years, and, and in a lot of ways, it is very similar to a lot of studies. And it was among the first, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're 
uh, got a few laps around the track, then you might remember Master Life or uh, some of the other early church studies. This was one of the earliest one that Dunwoody Baptist Church did. And I can honestly tell you it changed the the complexion of small groups in the church from a uh, a didactic teaching kind of format to an interactive uh, participant format. And, and so I, I, I would speak only to the last time around the block with it, but the core realities are just as vibrant today as ever, maybe even more so, because today, more than 20 years ago, I think we're more prone to compartmentalize. Right. I think we're more prone to say, well, I'm not really going to seek God in this area of my life. I've got my financial, I've got my family, I've got my education, I've got my uh, media preferences. I, I'm, I'm going to deal with those on my own. I think we are more prone to that because of an information overload than we've ever been. And so where is God working in your media? Where is God working in your family? Where is God working? And how does he instruct you through the scripture, through prayer, through community of faith, through the Holy Spirit, through circumstances, through the church? And so I, I think it's more appropriate than ever. Yeah, I'd somehow managed to forget about Master Life. Uh, I mean, that was a long time ago. And I remember that. And John, you can speak to this. Uh, that was a lot of work. Right. And I, I guess I had forgotten how much work that was. Uh, this program has no small amount of work. And I know that you've heard from some folks saying, that's a lot of stuff. So what's your answer to the, those people? I, I would recommend that we focus on the benefits that we are going to receive out of it. Are, are there lessons that we need to do five days out of seven during the week? Absolutely. Um, do we want people to be involved in God's word and learning from him daily already? Yes, we do. So the benefit of understanding this is we're going to recognize where God's working. We're going to, it's, it's, we're going to recognize and see where he's doing these things. So there is homework for it, but I think the benefit far outweighs that. If, if I want to run a 5k this year, which is, is a desire. You might look at me and laugh at that, but I'm going to have to work at that. It's not that I'm just going to wake up one day and get off the couch and go run. I might be able to do that, but it could cause a lot of damage, you know, in the process of that. But, but the end results are going to, the benefit of that's going to be much greater. So I, I recognize that. I recognize that I'm going to be able to encounter God every day. Then I'm going to be able to look at where he's what he's teaching me and, and what he's looking at. So I'm going to look at more of the benefits than, than the amount of work it's going to take. I've probably gotten 25 emails as we approach the new year from people asking, what's a good devotional for me to be in this year? What's a good book for me to read? What's a good um, plan? Uh, what's a good podcast? And it's obvious that in the new year, people are thinking about establishing some spiritual habits that are beneficial for, uh, like John said, remembering the benefits. And uh, it, I'm a little slow to the uptake sometimes, but uh, this morning as I was memorizing the first verse in the Experiencing God uh, plan, John 15, 5, uh, I, I went, okay, it's been a while since I committed to a spiritual scripture memory plan, and that's just a good discipline. Um, in Hebrews, the scripture says, all discipline for the moment seems to be sorrowful, not joyful. Yet those who continue in it yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. 
and and it's a combination of understanding that that the discipline is good for us the homework is is good trouble it's good pain and and i i would say well there's a lot of homework good there's a lot of homework for me and i've done it before but i was looking for something i finished up a through the year bible reading plan and i was looking for something for january 1 for me to get back into with my daily uh, devotional time. And uh, this came at a good time for me, John. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, one of the things that you mentioned last night during the pastor's Bible study uh, talk, on the topic of benefits, you mentioned something called generational wealth, and you tied that into the story of Abraham. How, how does that apply to this study that we're doing here? And how can the what's the message from that to the, the people who will be uh, participating in it? My grandson was here over Christmas. That's not a secret to anybody in the church who's listening to this podcast. And I usually have my morning quiet time in the basement in my home office. But I intentionally moved up to a chair where if he came down the stairs, he would catch me reading the Bible. And it's not that I was trying to uh, make a show of it for him. I I try to do that every morning, and and yet I wanted him to catch me doing something to plant a seed that might be years before it sprouts. And so I think generational wealth means that when our children and our grandchildren observe our friends, our coworkers, even our spouse, uh, when they observe these habits. This, this seeking of who God is, where is he working? How can I join him? Then there is a, a something that's sort of uh, uh, planted. And I think the yield on that is generational. So tell us, John, uh, this thing's coming up. You've been planning for it a long time. We got some logistics here. If someone wanted to get involved in this study, what kind of options and opportunities are we giving them uh, who want to participate? Perfect. Great question. It's not too late to register, so I want to add that. Um, at the beginning, we'll add it again. Uh, dbc.org slash events is where you can register. And when you register, you'll see different options we have to study. We have Sunday morning options. Uh, several of our Sunday morning Bible study classes are participating in it. We also have people who are um, going to have a class created on Sunday mornings for an Experiencing God group. We have a group that's meeting on Wednesday night at the same time uh, the normal pastor's Bible study and our Disciple You classes will meet on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. We also have a group that's meeting at 11 o'clock on Thursday mornings uh, for Experiencing God. And uh, we have some people doing it independently. So there are several opportunities for you to be involved. dbc.org slash events is where you can register. And our plan is to live stream the Wednesday night one so someone can join us on Zoom uh, if they wanted to, and we can make that available at a later date for them to view if they want to. But it's always best to participate in person, so we encourage uh, personal uh, participation. Now, if they're live streaming, how do they get a copy of the book? Uh, They will still need to register, right, John? Correct. All right, so they'll still need to register. We can get that to them, and uh, then we can just... Try to stay in touch with them through the week. We'll we'll come up with a, a way to do that. Right. Several well, of our, several of our live live streaming people are here on Sunday mornings, and uh, they can get a book on Sunday mornings. Several of them have already registered. Um, one we talked to even last night in the Bible study that uh, we've got one on the way for them. Uh, they have the book of Experiencing God, but it's more of a paperback that shares all the principles in it, but not a workbook. So we'll get that workbook for them to 
be able to participate. I'm looking forward to doing a new workbook. I, uh, in all honesty, I, I started going through my my papers to see where my experiencing God book was from the last time I did it. And about halfway through, I realized I lost it when Hurricane Katrina oh, flooded our home. And yeah. so I'm looking forward to a new one. Yeah. yeah, the question came up last night in the study was if I've done this before and I have my book, can I just reuse my book? And I thought the answer, I can't remember which one of you gave it, was a great answer. You know, do, do a new book and go back and compare and see, you know, the progress, you, hopefully the progress you've made. That's right. And uh, our life's different now, right? Our circumstances are right. different. And um, we've all grown and aged and we might have been through some... Uh, and the material's been updated. Yeah, material's it's, been updated. It's got a little bit more of a modern feel. You you won't feel like it's uh, that the questions are as dated as your answers. Right, right. Yeah, so some of you might have the old black book, the old black cover book, um, and that's awesome. And if you still have it, that's really great too. So my encouragement was to do the study, and at the end of that week or the end of that unit, maybe go back and read what you have done uh, years before and just see... Uh, how you've progressed or how, what, how God is speaking to you different now than he was then. So what have we not talked about that you feel like needs to be addressed before we uh, close this thing down? I, I think that one of the things that's huge about the change is that when experiencing God was released, we were at the very beginning of the information age. We were at the very beginning of how many things speak into our lives, how many blogs and and TikTok videos, and uh, Facebook reels, and uh, websites, and newsletters, and on and on it goes, our sources of information. And, and if we back up and look at what the core principle of this whole thing is, it's hearing God's voice through the noise. And I, I, I would put another plug on just an emphasis that that one of the things that challenges us to do is to shut out the noise and uh while that seemed like a really relevant thing yeah i'm not going to check my voicemail till the end of the day well now you're talking some of these people listening to this podcast get three four hundred emails every day and, and texts and tweets and posts and updates and streams and I don't know, you're the tech guy, but all the other vocabulary, what seems as relevant now as then is it says, try to listen to see where God is working, to understand what he's telling you through sources that are credible, through the scripture, through the church, through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, through conversation with trusted uh, Christian friends. And, and then let those sources maybe rise to a little bit more of a priority than some of the other sport sources that we're allowing to speak into our lives. John, you got anything to add? I would just add that um, I'm excited to see um, through this process, as we obey God and as we experience God, how he changes things in our life, how life is going to look different, how we're going to see and obey and experience him and begin to accomplish his work through our lives. Sometimes we feel like, well, people at the church just do that, but he's called each of us to live that way. And that's what's going to be just incredibly exciting. Not a, just a sit still while we instill approach, but 
the opportunity for people just to grow and follow him and be obedient to him and just watch how life is better. It's not always easier, but life is better when we're just following God and what he wants us to do in our lives. John, you just made a major move in your life to join us in ministry here. What would you have done if the search team had said to you, and by the way, we've just had 300 people um, join together for a study where we are desperately want to know what God's doing, where he's working and how we can join him. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be able to say to a potential senior pastor. We have 300 people that are seeking God's will, seeking to see where God's working, seeking to see how their spiritual gifts can be deployed. I, I, I can't imagine that a pastor wouldn't just jump at that opportunity. Yeah. Esther, uh, our prayer minister, uh, Esther shared with me when I moved here, she sat down with me and showed me a list from our prayer ministry of how many people had prayed for me and their initials were on a, a sheet of paper. And before they even knew my name, all these people were praying for this position. And that was so touching. Even now it was just amazing to me. And what Alan just said, um, how encouraging it would be to know that this church is seeking God's will not just for who the next leader is, but in every aspect of their life is going to be huge. I know I'm excited for the study. Uh, I, we've been so busy putting it together. It's been hard to actually focus and prepare uh, now that it's right here on us and I have a book in hand. I'm getting kind of excited. I'm really looking forward to the, the, the journey and uh, just, just getting to wherever it takes us. Can't wait to hear the stories. Yeah, it'll be wonderful. Right. All right. Anything else? Thanks for joining us. This is another episode of Digital DBC. I'm Gary McIntyre with Alan Jackson and John Hume. See you next time.